Babylon Dance Radio. Hey guys, welcome to Babylon Dance Radio. During the show, we'll learn to revel in our jiggle, learn about ourselves through dance and movement, and experience the magic of Middle Eastern culture and music. My name's Hiba, and I've been dancing since I was a wee little lass, shimmying and jiggling my way all through my adolescence and awkward teenage years. Um, belly dancing was not just a way for me to reestablish my Arab roots and come to terms with who I was as an Arab Canadian, but it was a way for me to feel better about my changing and very, very curvy body, <laughs> and who I was as a person venturing into womanhood. Personally, I love everything about Middle Eastern dance, music, culture, and food. Well, especially the food. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> and I'm so thrilled, honored, and excited to be able to share my joy and my journey with everyone. Yes, even you. <laughs> Just a warning, though, I've been known to be goofy, silly, and serious all at the same time. But I'm a fun-loving, happy-go-lucky girl at heart, and I just want to experience everything life has to offer, especially when it comes to Middle Eastern dance. So with all of that said, I'll tell you a little bit about me and Babylon Dance and Fitness, which is the dancing academy that I own. I started dancing and teaching at a very young age, as I said before. <clears throat> and I was already running my successful dance academy by the time I was 19. It was called Rakasa Studio at that time, Rakasa Studio School of Middle Eastern Dance and Music. So I've taught and performed around North America, and I'm soon to venture into the European dance scene this spring. It's very exciting. Um, I've been featured in several instructional DVDs, as well as a belly dance documentary, which is entitled Rex Sharky, It's No Hoochie Coochie, by uh, a Guelph filmmaker here uh, named Mary Lalonde. Also, uh, I'm soon to have a local TV show featuring all of the ins and outs of the oriental dance, music, and cultural scene. So my plan for all of you is to have Babylon Dance Radio up on the first Friday of every month and eventually build into weekly and bi-weekly podcasts. So please subscribe, listen, and enjoy all of the great music, info, and tips that I'll be giving you. Also, don't forget to contact me with questions, requests, and comments so that I can make this the best possible show for you. You can reach me at babylondanceandfitness at gmail.com. Belly Dance History For a little bit of a layout of today's show, I'll be covering an assortment of fabulous material to help you become an even more enlightened dancer than you already are. In every show, I'll try to give you a little bit of history, information on styles of Middle Eastern dance, and a bit of Arabic language to go away with. I'll also throw in a few tips on improvisation to music, the anatomy of belly dance, and a couple of songs that you can dance to while you're listening to my equally lovely voice. <laughs> so don't forget that you can contact me anytime you like with questions or comments to babylondanceandfitness at gmail.com. So again, you're listening to Babylon Dance Radio, where you're invited to revel in the jiggle. In every show, we're going to cover an aspect of Oriental dance history, and since this is the first episode, I figured that I would discuss the origins of the term belly dance for our beautiful and culturally significant dance form. I think that it's no secret that the term belly dance is a misnomer. I often say that it's akin to calling ballet leg dance. Um, the dance form encompasses so much more than just the belly or abdominals, and if you've been dancing for more than a day in any discipline, um, you know that every major muscle group, and even those minor muscle groups, are utilized throughout our different movements. 
Um, while nothing is really recorded in the history books as to when the term was coined, it's commonly, commonly accepted that the French term danse de vente or belly dance <laughs> came into circulation in the Victorian era during the Orientalist movement in Europe and the colonization of the Middle East. Um, while the rolling movements of the belly contributed to the nomenclature of the dance form, um, we all know that there's so much more than the belly involved in even the most minuscule of movements. The westernization of belly dance and how it's come to be perceived by the majority of Western culture can probably be linked back to the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, where a promoter by the name of Saul the Music Man Bloom brought in Little Egypt from Syria in order to revive this failing festival. Her name was Farida Mazar Sipropolis, or Little Egypt as she was later known, and she supposedly inspired hundreds of fakes and competitors, although Farida always claimed to, to be the true original um, Little Egypt. Her movements, which at the time were no more than a display of the folkloric dances of her region, scandalized the delicate sensibilities of the Victorian-era population of Chicago and beyond. It's even rumored that she gave Mark Twain a coronary. So, who Little Egypt really was has always remained shrouded in a veil of mystery, so it's kind of intriguing. <laughs> It's said that she originally danced to a composition by Saul Bloom himself called The Streets of Cairo, or The Poor Little Country Maid, which is actually better known as the popular children's song, There's a Place in France Where the Naked Ladies Dance, <laughs> which as you can see really didn't help to elevate the dance to a higher and more respectable level. belly dance styles. In today's belly dance style segment, I'll speak a little bit about Saidi dance and music. In Oriental dance, it's very important to note that the majority of classical routines and music are interposed with folk and traditional rhythms. Therefore, as a dancer, it's also very important to understand the rhythms, how to move to them, and where they come from. The traditional Saidi rhythm begins with a doom sound, followed by a doom doom in a 4-4 beat. In Dr. George Dimitri Sawa's book, Egyptian Music Appreciation and Practice for Belly Dancers, which comes with musical accompaniment, we can listen to the steady, mesmerizing rhythms of the Upper Egyptian Said. Saidi folkloric dance originates in the Upper Egyptian Said, where dancers are simply girls and boys in a family unit performing the dance for each other. Said means happy in Arabic, and so the dance style itself tends to be very bouncy, jovial, flirtatious at times, and it tends to have a kind of loose type of control to the movements. So if you're a new dancer who's never experienced Saidi style yet, please stand up while I describe a simple movement you can try to give you an idea of how the style feels. With both feet hip-width apart, come up onto the balls of your feet. Soften your knees so they're slightly bent, and imagine that you have springs attached to each of your heels. So the balls of your feet are not going to move off of the floor at all for this exercise, okay? 
Press your right heel towards the floor, almost touching the ground, but not quite, and spring that heel back up. Repeat that again so that you've done a little bit of a double bounce on your right foot. Now repeat the exact same process on your left foot so that you complete a little double bounce there too. Um, now alternating the double bouncing of your heels towards the floor and you'll get this Heidi vibe. So you should be doing right heel, right heel, left heel, left heel, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left. There you go, Saidi style. Anatomy of Belly Dance. So today we've spoken about the term belly dance and made it very clear that there are so many more muscles used in this dance form than just the abdominals. Regardless of this, what better way to start off our discussion of anatomy than with the anatomy of the abdominals? <laughs> I'm a true believer in the fact that any type of dance, fitness, or movement um, that catches your heart ablaze, a strong understanding of how your body and your muscles work is the only way to truly deepen your understanding of how to execute the movements properly. So in the anatomy of belly dance segment, I'll be choosing a couple of different movements each time and describing which muscles are being targeted when the movement is being ex executed. So today, we'll actually be speaking about the body wave and the undulation, which are also known as the belly roll, reverse belly roll, and camel. Um, there are four distinct pairs of abdominal muscles that create the flat anterolateral abdominal wall. These muscles are flat and resemble muscular tissue. They are the external abdominal oblique, the internal abdom abdominal oblique, the transversus abdominis, and the rectus abdominis. Uh, they not only provide support to the abdominal wall, but also serve to protect our internal organs and the spine during activities like heavy lifting. During the body wave and undulation, we tend to use the transversus abdominis, which is the deepest of our abdominal muscles, when actually it can't be touched from the outside of the body as it lays underneath our more superficial abdominal muscles, like the rectus abdominis and the um, external obliques. It wraps around our core and it lends the most support to our body. The next muscle used is the abdominus rectus, which lies in the front part of our torso from the ribcage to the pelvis and allows for that lovely flexion and contraction when we're doing our body waiver undulation. At the base of the undulation, we extend to our pelvic floor, which if uh, you want to figure out what that is, <laughs> it's kind of like that moment when you really, really have to pee, but there's no toilet in sight, so you kind of like squeeze that certain muscle. Yeah right there. <laughs> and finally, in order for that forward and backward bend of our spine, we actually rely a little bit on our back muscles or the spinal extensors, which allow for your spinal cord to bend gracefully and safely. Improvise. In Middle Eastern dance, choreography is a fairly new concept. The intricacy of the music allows for interpretation more easily when there isn't a preconceived structure to a routine. 
So personally, I've always reverted back to Oriental dance roots um, whenever I'm performing, and I concentrate mostly on improvising the majority of my numbers. However, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a little luckier than most Western dancers in this respect, as I'm as an Arab Canadian, really. I grew up with Arabic music and the language, and so the part of the dance that most people struggle with has always been kind of inherent with me. So in addition to our styles and rhythm segment in the broadcast, I want to add a little bit of an improvisation section. I'll be giving you tips that have helped my students over the years become much more comfortable with their own improvisation. So in this next selection of music, I want you to work with the music, with the changes in level, speed, and depth um, with your movements. So I'll ask you to only do an undulation and body wave for the entire duration of this song. This way, you're not going to be hung up on which movements to do next, but rather by focusing on the changes of the music and relating them to the complexity of the abdominal move movements that you're doing, you'll find that it takes away the pressure from the dance and trying to think of which movement to do next and it'll actually allow you to to explore the song and really sort of start to understand the music a little bit more. So whenever you feel comfortable, if you do, um, you can feel free to add any other movements of your choice. So here we go.
Arabic word of the day. This episode's Arabic word of the day is one that you've definitely heard before. Habibi. So to properly pronounce this word, you need to make a very hard H sound, like <laughs> like you have eaten something really spicy. <laughs> so it's Habibi, which means my love or my friend. And so while the majority of the time you can use Habibi for a male or female, it's always nice to be able to differentiate the masculine versus the, fem the feminine. So you can say Habibi for a man or end it with a T, making Habibi, Habib T for a female. Different variations of the word Habibi that you are most likely to hear would be Hub, which means love, or Hubbi, which is a term of endearment. You've been listening to Babylon Dance Radio, your source for belly dance music, culture, and style. Brought to you by Hiba and Babylon Dance and Fitness. Please subscribe and send me your questions, suggestions, and comments to babylondanceandfitness at gmail.com.